won't preach everything today, so we'll probably pre-record something for next week. But um, actually, Iman, go, go to Psalms 1, please. Susan just prayed a key word. She said, um, it's 2022, we will bear fruit. And um, Vision Sunday this year, we spoke about um, the word for this year, which was today's seeds, tomorrow's harvest. Um, and I gave you guys something that I called phase one of the ministry called prepare, process, and prosper. Um, and I spoke about um, this particular um, chapter. Psalms 1, 1 to 3, breaking down the steps between preparation, process, and prosper. And I want to quickly touch on some practicalities that are going to help us for next year. So I'm going to read through this scripture. I'm going to break down that phase one. I'm going to break down how we're going to bear fruit next year. Amen? Amen. Father, I just want to honor you and thank you for what you've just done. Father, you're always faithful to come. And today we respond by saying, Lord, we come and we draw near. Today, as we speak your word, let it penetrate our hearts. Let it speak to our spirit. Let it even nourish our bodies in the way whereby we will <clears throat> do the necessary work to apply what's been said today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Verse 3. And he will be like a tree, firmly planted and fed by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. In this particular Verses we see prepare, process, and prosper principle laid. Verse 1 David is describing a man that is blessed. And here we see there is a preparation as to what it looks like to be blessed. He addressed where he was walking, he was addressed where he was standing, and he was addressing where he was sitting. And he was key to describe the people and the environments that it was in. And I spoke to you guys about preparation looks like leaving some things behind. If I put it into context from today's prayer, we were praying things out that need to leave our lives. So preparation isn't always the art of getting stuff ready to go ahead and things. Sometimes preparation looks like, you know what, there's stuff occupying the space that God wants to fill. 
Which speaks to grace because sometimes we think we need to prepare ourselves to do something for God, to be happy, to do something for us. But really what God is saying is that I want you. Whatever is filling you, you're not allowing me to fill, not allowing me to fill you. I need you to let go. A blessed man leaves these areas. But then the, the process looks like this though. God now says that his delight. Meaning, something happened between preparation and process. God was changing the man's heart. The Bible says, trust in the Lord and do good. And feed on his faithfulness. Verse 4, it says, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. One thing I've learned about walking with God and surrendering and letting go is that sometimes we preach it in a way whereby Obviously, it's hard, it's not easy, 100%, but we preach it like it's a, it's a dim gloom to follow God. But the most joyous thing in your life you can ever do is obey God. You don't feel like it in the moment. Hebrews says, discipline doesn't feel good at the moment, but it reaps a harvest of righteousness. Jesus was going through a lot of pain, but he said for the joy set before him. Jesus was able to endure present suffering because there was future joy. You guys follow me here, yeah? So this man now had a delight to now read God's word day and night. It would be illegal for me to, to preach this part and not acknowledge this part. There was something occupying his heart that wasn't allowing the word of God to be his delight. That's why it's really important. When we, we prayed out some things today, we get practical. He didn't say that there's some things you guys need to remove from your environments. So his process was God changing his heart. His process was now feeding on the word of God day and night. This man now had a new spiritual diet. And you see it throughout the whole Bible. Whenever God saves a man and calls a man, he gives a man a particular way to live. There are some things that God's going to require from you personally to follow to do, pertaining to your calling. And I say it to my guys all the time. Others can, you cannot. There comes a place in your maturity in your walk with God where though all things are permissible, not all things edify. The Bible says lay aside the weight and then lay aside the sin. Most sin in our life comes from weights and weights are not bad things. There's things that weigh you down and make you more prone to your area of weaknesses. When we say get practical, we're saying lay aside the weights in your life that cause you to go back into old ways. But then it says in verse 3, this is the result of a man that's been prepared and processed, which is always ongoing, by the way. God says that man or woman will be like a tree, firmly planted by streams of water. God was key to tell you, look, it's going to be a tree that's firmly planted, but it's going to be in a particular 
environment. This speaks to lifestyle. This speaks to your source. This speaks to where do you go to to, 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 to get what energizes how you live. It says that he will yield its fruit in season. Its leaf will never wither. Who knows that leaves wither? God is saying, by virtue of this preparation and process, in every season of life, you're going to bear some type of fruit. And he says, whatever that man does, prospers. And I believe next year is going to be a year where we're going to prosper, but it's one thing to pray to prosper and actually follow the procedure to prosper. I'm not a prosperity preacher, but God says that he wants to prosper us. That we be in good health. That we prosper in all things as our soul prospers. Meaning, the prosperity of God, and this is how you can tell it's from God, will always be in alignment with the condition of your soul. So I'm not saying you can't get rich about God, that would be a lie. But that rich will come with more problems and more sorrows. But the Bible says, the blessed of the Lord make him one rich, and addeth no sorrow. Why am I echoing all of this? The theme this year was today's seed. It's tomorrow's harvest. And a few weeks ago, I said, you know what? We're always sowing. Not sowing, it's sowing something. It's sowing nothing. Harvest will look like whatever it is that you have sown, whether good or bad. And I've learned in my short years of living, whatever I'm seeing today in my life is merely a product of what I was doing yesterday in my life. And I believe God is giving us key practical principles that will literally transform the trajectory of your life. And I want to encourage us as a family, you give me a piece of paper today because I want you guys to write down some things you're about to leave behind. You haven't got a pen? There's a pen. I'm just trying to give you the pen on the table. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example. Blessed is the man who does not stand in the path of sinners, nor sits down to rest in the seat of scoffers. Whatever fruit you will bear, beloved, it would be dependable upon the environment and the seed in which you sow. Who knows that you need to have a particular environment to grow trees? You need a particular amount of light. I think it's photosynthesis. You need light and you need water. And, and you need that seed to be planted in good soil. So sometimes the issue ain't what has God given to you, it's where is it being planted? 
How is it being steward? What is being inputted into it? Are you guys following me here, yeah? So I want you to be brutally honest with yourselves today. What needs to leave your life? You know, this chapter here was focusing on the who. There may be some groups of people you can't be around too tough next year. Well, from now, should I say. Maybe particular friendships, particular shows, particular music, it, it, it gets that practical. I was sharing with the man then two weeks ago, the first time we see sin in the Bible, two things happen. A man ate fruit, and their eyes were open. From that first incident, we see the goal of sin is always to distort your perception of what God has said. In fact, sin only happened the moment what God was said was questioned with a lack of understanding to give the right answer. So there's a due diligence that we have to to know and to understand what is it that God requires from me in this season. And this requirement will look like some things leaving and some things cleaving into your life. The Bible says when a man is ready to marry his wife, he must leave and cleave. The picture of marriage is a reflection of Christ and his church. What are you leaving and who and what are you cleaving to? two more minutes. What are you leaving? What are you cleaving to? Cleaving looks like practical disciplines, practical habits. For some of you in here, 
Cleveland looks like coming to Tuesday and Thursday's prayer next year. Amen. Everyone's laughing because it's true. Cleveland may look like fasting one time a week, one day a week. Cleveland might like getting a Bible study partner and picking a day in the week where you two will study the Bible together. You've got to get practical with your spiritual growth, beloved. If you fail to plan, plan to fail. Cleveland might look like every Sunday I'm going to have one key takeaway from the message that I'm going to try to apply every day of that week. Don't be writing big massive things guys. Start small. Start small. Start small. Then grow. Hmm? whoever that is for the Holy Ghost is talking to you now cleaving may look like forgiving Jesus' name is rise to our feet. Hold your paper. Obviously, I started off by saying we're leaving, but I did think leaving. You can look at leaving being your preparation. You can look at leaving being the actual process. Guys, I want, I want to tell you this, this this thing works, you know. Prepare, process, and prosper. Next Sunday, I'll pre-record something to go in a bit more detail because time is fast, man. But I want you to just lift up that card before the Lord. 
And we're just going to ask God for the grace to do what we've written down. You see, James 1 gives a very um, insightful dynamic to us seeing the word of God powerful in our lives. He says that don't just merely hear the word and not do it. Because that person is like to a man who looked into the mirror and forgot who he was. It says, you deceive yourself. But it says, hear the word and do it. And whoever does the word will be blessed in all that he does. The, the difference between seeing prosperity in your life and not seeing your life is just based on your obedience to what God has said. I want to make this thing really simple, not deep, because it's not deep. Sometimes our, our mental issues, our frustration, sometimes it really is just the fruit of disobedience. You're not doing what you know you're supposed to do, and you're volunteering yourself into mental torment. I want to really pray today that we'll be a people who just heed the word of God. We'll be a people who obey the word of God. We'll be a people who make every effort to apply what God has said to us. And even now, God, we just choose to humble ourselves. You know our frailty. Lord, you know our ways. You see our patterns. You see our habits. But my Bible tells me, is there anything too hard for my God? Is there anything too hard for my God? Father, would you be at work in every individual to will and to do that which is pleasing in your sight? Release the grace, God, to leave and to cleave. We ask this in the precious name of your Son. I even pray for the individuals who need the grace to forgive. And I pray, God, your love will touch their hearts. You said, forgive others as Christ has forgiven you. May your forgiveness even now touch them. That they may find capacity to forgive. We just pray over next year, Lord. Precious Holy Spirit. Would you take this church into a deeper journey with your spirit? Would we delight in communion with you? Would you help us with our prayer lives? Would you help us with our devotional lives? Would you help us in our study life? Would you just help us to desire that which is good and pleasing in your sight? Would you help us to set our hearts and our minds on the things of would you help us to seek you first in all that we do? In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Your amens are really low. Amen. Yeah. Amen.